0: This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that unwraps a little piece of history every day of the week. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're revisiting a cheery day in post-war Britain when citizens young and old were once again allowed to buy as many sugary sweets as they could stomach. The day was February 5th, 1953. To the delight of millions in the United Kingdom, the wartime rationing of candy and chocolate was lifted after nearly 11 years. Gasoline, or petrol, became the first ration commodity in the UK in late 1939, a few months after the start of World War II. In January 1940, the first rations on foodstuffs went into effect covering bacon, ham, butter, and sugar. Another round of rations quickly followed, limiting access to all kinds of essential and non-essential foods, as well as furniture and clothing. The rationing of candy and chocolate, rather than just the base ingredient of sugar, went into effect on July 26, 1942. It was imposed by the Ministry of Food in the United Kingdom, and therefore applied to citizens of England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. The ministry's goal was to make sure everyone had the opportunity to buy at least a small amount of sweets if they wanted. Citizens were issued ration coupons that entitled each person to a limited weight of candy and chocolate each week. To be clear, the coupons only gave you the right to buy sweets. You still had to actually pay money for your weekly share. No one was allowed to buy any more treats than you had coupons for, but if you didn't have a sweet tooth, you could give your ration coupons to someone else, and then they could get a double portion if they could afford it. When the sweets rationing began in July of 1942, the weekly allotment per person was 60 grams, or 2 ounces, of candy and chocolate combined. In August, the ration was doubled, But then eight weeks later, it was cut back down to 90 grams, or 3 ounces per week. It would continue to fluctuate like that for the better part of the next decade. Another quirk of the policy was that the sweets available to customers were restricted by geographical zones. In other words, retailers were only allowed to sell sweets that were produced in their local region. This was done to reduce long distance transportation in order to conserve more fuel for the war effort. The result was that if you lived in the south of England, but your favorite candy bar was only made in the north, you wouldn't be able to buy one until well after the war was over. In fact, it wasn't until 1948, three years after the fighting had ceased, that the UK government finally began lifting rations. Even then, It was a slow process. The war had taken a heavy toll on the country's infrastructure, and Prime Minister Clement Attlee felt it was more prudent to focus on reconstruction and job creation than on the availability of consumer goods. As a result, rationing remained a necessity, and often became even more severe than it had been during the war. Still, the government did look for chances to roll back rationing where it could, For instance, in early 1949, candy and chocolate came off the ration books for the first time in six years. Unfortunately, sugar itself continued to be strictly rationed, which meant that the limited amount available for candy making wasn't enough to meet the public's unrationed demand for sweets. The sad result was that after a brief, fleeting four-month taste of the sweet stuff, the children of the UK were once again cut off. The sweets rationing was reimposed and would remain in effect for another three and a half years. At long last, in February of 1953, the UK government announced that it was ready to abolish sweet rationing again, and this time for good. The head of the Ministry of Food, Major Guillem Lloyd George had made it his priority to de-ration sweets, along with other beloved foods such as eggs, cream, butter, cheese, and cooking fats. It was a promising step, but the public remained skeptical. After all, sugar was still being rationed. There was concern that history would repeat itself, and just as soon as sweets were returned to the people, they would be yanked away again once the sugar ran out. But the Minister of Food assured the public that this second attempt at derationing sweets would go much more smoothly than the first. To make sure of it, he ordered an extra allocation of sugar for candy manufacturers, so that this time their supplies could actually keep pace with the rise in demand. However, those candy makers would still be working with only about 54% of the sugar supplies they had before the war so meeting demand maybe wasn't as certain as Lloyd George claimed. The true test would come the day after the announcement in Parliament, which was made on the afternoon of February 4th, 1953. Technically, customers were free to buy unrationed candy and chocolate that very afternoon and evening, but in practice, that's not what happened. When the news broke that day, many shops had already closed for their weekly half-holiday, and those who were still open didn't believe their customers that the ration had been lifted. By the next day, everyone knew that sweets truly were back on the menu. A reporter for the BBC described the happy scene, writing, quote, Children all over Britain have been emptying out their piggy banks and heading straight for the nearest sweet shop as the first unrationed sweets went on sale today. Toffee apples were the biggest sellers, with sticks of nougat and licorice strips also disappearing fast. Lots of London businesses got into the spirit, too. One firm in London went to a nearby school during its midday break and handed out 150 pounds of lollipops to 800 grateful students. One of the city's candy factories even opened its doors and just started handing out free sweets to anyone who happened by. Plenty of adults also got in on the so-called sugar frenzy, with long lines forming at candy shops whenever a new batch of employees took their lunch breaks. For many customers, the best part about the lifting of candy rationing wasn't that you could buy as much of it as you wanted, it was that you could buy whichever kinds you wanted, too. Stores were no longer limited to selling only regional sweets, which meant that anyone south of York could finally get their hands on that Roundtree's Kit Kat bar that they'd been craving for 11 long years. Amazingly, despite all that pent-up demand, the country's supply of sweets held out, just as the Minister of Food had promised. Sure, the most popular brands sold out in some areas, but there were no reports of panic buying or hoarding, so there was still always plenty on the shelves to choose from. Part of the reason for that was that the price of candy and chocolate had nearly doubled during the war. Many people had stopped buying their full ration of sweets for that very reason, and since prices remained high after the restriction was lifted, a lot of customers just continued to abstain. Make no mistake, though, the de-rationing of sweets was a huge win for the confectionery market. In fact, in that first year alone, sales of candy and chocolate increased by about 100 million pounds. This led manufacturers to declare that 1953 had been, quote, as dynamic as any year in the industry's history. And things only got better for them as the year went on. That September, sugar was de-rationed allowing them to return to full-scale production once again. Ten months later, in July of 1954, restrictions on meat sales were lifted, and the United Kingdom's reliance on food rationing finally came to an end. Although the practice was, of course, unpopular, rationing did have a beneficial impact on the country's overall health. To its credit, The government had taken steps to ensure that every citizen had access to a varied diet. As a result, infant mortality declined during rationing, and with the exception of soldiers, life expectancy rose. On the other hand, there's more to a happy life than just good health. The small joy of a candy bar may not seem anywhere near as important, but to a kid who'd been shut out of the candy store for all of their life it probably felt pretty close. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you want to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way at thisdayiheartmedia.com. At